Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Jace. I'm Emily. And I'm Dedeker. And with our powers combined, we are the Multi-Amory Podcast. If you're happy with the same old ways of dating, if you enjoy sucking at communication, and you have no desire to improve your romantic life, then our podcast might not be for you. But... If you want some out-of-the-box ideas to deepen your current relationships, broaden your sexual horizons, develop a better understanding of yourself, or learn more about non-monogamy, then come check out the Multi-Amory Podcast on the Swingset Network at swingset.fm, the Swingset FM Android app, or at multiamory.com. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all shirts all sparkly, spanky clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. music, wine, and then loop up and yeah. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater. I've imagined your pants. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. I'll start. I'm going to do my bra and get comfy then. All right. I am recording now. <laughs> well, the girls are loose. The, girls, the juice is loose, baby. <laughs> uh, hello, podcast listeners. Oh, God. It's going to be one of those nights. It we was had a, a long weekend. It was. Yeah, and we had a false start on the recording. Yeah. So, yeah, but now we're good. We're good. We're ready. Mm-hmm. Locked and loaded. Yes, and as, we're yeah. kind of in a nice chill mood. Because, well, it, as Bradford said, it's been a long weekend. And yes. It's been kind of awesome. I had a two and a half hour nap today. It was great. <laughs> great. Yeah. Apparently somebody didn't get a lot of sleep last night. He didn't. Because somebody kept laying on top of him. And not in the sexy way. In the, every, you were diagonally across the bed. How can someone so small take up so much bed? I'm practicing being a cat. <laughs> you are, you, you are very good at your job. You're very good at, at being a pussy. Uh, yeah, it was not a good night for me. But yeah. anyway, but I survived. You, but you got a nap. I got a nap. And you're I'm all good now. now. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. Welcome back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's new, pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, so in, oh my God, like when this podcast comes out, it'll be two weeks and a day until we go on vacation. I know. I'm so excited. It feels like so far away, but I know it's going to go quickly. Yeah. So. It's, I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Yeah. I'm going to start listening to all the podcasts that we did for the Passion in Paradise uh-huh. last year so we can get excited. It's really funny because I was I was recently uh, passing that information out to people because like, uh, we're on a chat group with folks that are going to Passion. And some people were asking, well, what's it like? Can you give us some, some references and resources? And so I gave them our podcast mm-hmm. and I was looking through our podcasts and I remember the first one we did, which we had done, we were up in Dane uh, the Daintree mm-hmm. Forest and we recorded it at a place we were staying. And it was the one where 
I we did the water sports. Oh yeah, <laughs> before and I'd completely forgotten that. So like we're coming up on a year ago that we did water sports. Yeah, and it wasn't too terrible, and was it? Wasn't it wasn't terribly too terrible. Yeah, too terribly terrible. <laughs> so yeah, I think it deserves a revisit. Yeah, yeah Meh. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it wasn't terrible didn't mean doesn't mean I loved it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was fun. Yeah. So we had three podcasts of that. That's, um, yeah. Yeah. Exciting. So, and then we get back and then we're gone again. Mm-hmm. So excited. We're home for, I don't know, seven, eight, nine days, something not very long and and off for a few days in LA and two weeks at Desire. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. The Swing Set Week, the Swing Down Under, We Got a Thing Week, it's going to be two epic back-to-back weeks. Yes. And I yeah. know people have heard me say this before, but I'm so excited because we get to do our first live podcast ever. Yeah. Uh, which we've got some more news on that, which is exciting. Uh, we are now part of the Swingsot Swingsot. I can't even say it. We are. I'm so excited. That's how excited I am. We are part of the Swingset.fm mm-hmm. uh, community. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll start running some some just ads for other podcasts, so that you can hear maybe podcasts you might be interested in yeah. that are sort of related to ours and see what else is out there. See what else is yeah. out there. Get some more stuff to put in your ear holes. Yeah. I'm so excited. Who doesn't want more stuff in their ear holes? I know. (laughs) And then we've got coming up uh, as well, that's sort of part of this desire thing, there will be in the not too far distant future, there will be a way for you to uh, purchase geeky sex toys uh, through a, a reference link that we'll have. So that's yeah. exciting. We're talking to the folks at Geeky Sex Toys. Mm-hmm. If you've not seen their website, definitely go check it out. It's fucking amazing. And we've got a box coming to us. Uh, it's a grand box of yeah. toys. Uh, with some giveaways that we're going to have at our live uh, podcast. Yep. Yay! I know. it's I'm it's so, so excited. Ex- yeah, I know. It's going to be great. Yeah. Especially so, when we were putting together the list of stuff for Geeky Sex Toys. It was just like, yeah, nerding out. It was exciting. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I want one of those. I want one of those. Uh-huh. I want two of those. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really excited because they're, they're, their toys are fun to play with. They're quality stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, we are going to have a, a very special toy to give away. So yes. I'm really excited. <sighs> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm calming down now. Are you? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Anything else that we have new and exciting going on? Oh, um, we have a upcoming um, pendulum party, November 30th. Mm-hmm. I know that seems like miles away right now, but it is only two months away. Yep. Less than two months away now. Yep. So to start planning. Yeah. Get scheduled together. Come out and have some fun. Yeah. Brown chicken, brown yeah. cow. Mm. It's always such a good vibe, such a good night. I remember yeah. somebody emailed us and said they, when they first started listening to us, that they didn't like me saying brown chicken, brown cow, that they didn't like my, my sayings and whatnot. And now it's creeped into their vernacular. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm like. I'm like audio herpes. Wow. You went there, didn't you? I don't know. It just seems, <laughs> seems like it makes sense. You hear me once and all you want to do is listen to the Bradford. Uh, uh, yeah, that's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't got rid of me yet. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Uh, so what's been going on? What are we talking about? Uh, let's go back a little bit and talk do, 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 about... Do, do. Oh, sorry. I was going back. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Club V. Oh, yeah. Which was the women's only play party at our secret spot. It was technically the second one done. The first one is Club V. Yes. Because the first one that was done was Femme. There was a name change. 
Do we need to talk about the name change? Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> let's sit sit the world down for a second and, and listen to something. Like the problem number one, I have really no no horse in this race. Yeah. I don't care what it's called. I'm not allowed at the party. Um it is a ladies only or lady identifying only party. Mm-hmm. When when a community gives you a space, a safe space to play in, why why do you need to attack the name of a space? I mean, look, I know that we've got a lot of people, and it goes back to something I said before. It's like, uh, you know, people who feel marginalized, what they want to do is marginalize someone. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunately, I think, is just a nasty habit of of humanity but you know you give people a space and you call it femme and they they rail against it because it's i don't know what you know and i think it's what's great about this is that you could ask everybody in the location to give you an original name and you'd be pissing off half the people in the location no matter what name you chose and it's just frustrating that uh, people can't just see something for what it is which is an opportunity to have a safe place to play and that frustrates me. Yeah, so. and I will say that when when it was first named Fem, uh, after the name got out as to this women's only play party, da da da, and and it, the name of it was Fem, there was some backlash from certain groups saying, "Well, what if we don't identify as Fem?" Even though it was very clear in the description and listed out, I mean, just basically any subgroup that there could be. And, and said, you know, more than welcome to come, et cetera. But people are still like, what if I don't identify as femme? Well, what, blah, blah, blah. And, and they're offended by this name. And it's it's a name of a play party. Yeah. It's not, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say that words aren't important because they are. Absolutely. But at the same time, when you look at other parties within, let's just take the lesbian community itself, like negating the gay community and whatever. But even within the lesbian community, there are other parties, other functions, other gatherings that have names for certain groups. It doesn't matter. It's just the name of a party. And like you said, our secret spot is trying to give women, however they identify, a safe space to play and explore and and to kind of connect with one another and just take advantage of it. Just go. And so, but there was a bit of, of backlash over the name Femme after the last one. And, and even though we had gone to people in all different communities and asked them, what do you think of this name? Everyone that we talked to thought it was great. It didn't matter even if they didn't identify as Femme. But that's fine. So we changed the name. Again, polling people and asking opinions. And Club V was what came out of that. And that was from people out in the community, all different groups again. And and it, then, again, some people even afterwards were like, well, but what if, you know, V insinuates that you have to have a vagina? And You should you know. have said, no, it's the Roman numeral for five. <laughs> this is Club Five. Yeah. And it's it's just it is really just a feminine shape. That's all. It's, it's it just anything that denotes femininity and, and women only not men is basically all it is but it's just it's amazing how much and and it does show you the power of words but at the same time it's the name of a party parties have to have very short simple names one or two words maybe no more than three marketing (laughs) yeah marketing you cannot have a big long drawn out like every possible subgroup that's what was in the description and if there was a question a there was a description and b it said please contact us yeah and and there were some people that contacted and asked questions and that's fine that's great i encourage that um but that's why there was a name change was just because of all of that so but it's not going to be anymore it's it's stuck it's club v but next one's gonna be v1 right because (laughs) six (laughs) <laughs> Don't make this v. complicated. I. It could be v. I. 
man, I cannot wait to club XXVII. <laughs> Don't make this complicated. Yeah. It's already complicated enough. I it know. shouldn't be. <laughs> look, the long and short of it is, be happy there's yeah. people trying to create a space for you, for yeah. us, for everyone. And I just, it's frustrating. Yeah. Ugh. But let's go back to the night. Let's go back to okay. <laughs> doot. It has a new name. Dealy doot. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so this particular evening, there were fewer women than the first time. So I think the first time, what did we say there were? Maybe 50-ish I think so. women That's right. or something like that. And this time, I think the numbers were closer to 30. Uh, there were around 30 women there. And it was interesting because it was the same mix of people. So there's people from the kind of, I would say, the more swinger community that are either bisexual or curious. There were people from all facets of the lesbian community. There were people from the kink community. It was just a really great mix. And and it's just, to me, it's, it's so much fun to see everybody interacting and to meet new people and to be exposed to something different and to potentially find new playmates as well. Uh, and because it was a smaller group, like I said, there were around 30 or so people. There was still a lot of interaction amongst people, but it felt a little more chill. Okay. Which, it was chill last time, compared to, I would say, a quote-unquote normal swingers night at our secret spot. Yeah. Um, but it could also be for me, because it was two weeks after Pendulum, and Pendulum was just kind of like a, oh my god, I want everything, and yeah. there's so much in your face. I and want it all! <laughs> it, was a, it was almost overstimulating in a good way. Uh, so this, I was very much ready for something a little bit more chill. So I think that was good timing for me. But it was, for me, I was able to really talk to people, get to know people a little better, as opposed to just being like, oh, hey, you're pretty, let's go play. Or you're interesting, or I like this about you, or that about you. And, and you know, kind of like how Pendulum was just a bit of yeah. that. And so this was, I was able to sit down and talk to people, get to know them a little bit better, which I really like. I Because I like to, you know, know the people that I'm playing with a little bit. And uh, <laughs> not everybody I know, does. I know. But, <laughs> different uh, strokes, different yeah. folks. And as I was walking around and, and looking at people that were playing, there was a lot of interaction, a lot of use of the different rooms, the massage tables. The spa got a lot of use. That's always a great icebreaker as well. So it's, you know, a good place to so start. It's so warm it melts the ice. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> But whenever I did end up getting to the point that I was ready to play, I basically ended up with a small group, but there were six of us, and people were pretty well paired off. And it was nice, because I could just focus on one person and, and just play with them for a long time. And then there was some interaction with others. Um, there was one person that tried to barge in for a little while, and she was a little over the top, and I don't think the person I was playing with, nor I, really keen on that, so I managed to get her out of there at one point. Um, St. Andrew's Cross got a bit of use, actually a fair bit of use. That was really fun to watch. There were some women that were really good on that. And That's cool. Yeah, really into it. And both tops, bottoms, yeah. it was. I really enjoyed just kind of standing back and watching that for a bit. And there were quite a few spectators. That's Cause awesome. I think it's also one of those things that, again, like I said, we had some people from the kink community but there are also people that aren't exposed to that. And so, you know, I heard some questions and some people not really understanding how it works and what goes on. And, you know, and it's it's tough because I know that when you're in that space, you don't want to hear people questioning what you're doing. But at the same time, if they're not exposed to it, how are they going to learn? Yeah. So yeah. it's a catch-22 there. Um, 
yeah, it was it was overall it was a really good night. And like I said it was just some really some some of the women came back from last time, so there were some that were the same. There were some new women that came, but just a really good mix of people. And yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. <laughs> well, I know you you came home because <laughs> uh, that same night Lawrence and I went out. Yeah, uh, yeah. bar hopping, and uh, we ended up going to we ended up at the Owl House, of course, mm-hmm. um, and ended up going home. And I was just like, I'm exhausted. I'm just gonna. I'm just going to go home. So I think we walked down to his, uh, their apartment. I think actually, no, I know we went up to their apartment. I went up to his apartment and we were watching YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. And then I think we both, he fell asleep on the couch and I fell asleep on their bed watching TV. Uh, and I got up, I was like, yep, that's it. I'm out of here, dude. He goes, okay, goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) And so I, uh, got a Uber home and I texted you. He was like, yep, I'm home now. And you were like, nothing. And then, I think as I was falling asleep, you're like, I'm coming home. I'm like, all right, cool. And I fell yeah. asleep. And then, yeah. Yeah, because I was there till closing. ear to ear in the next morning, though. Yeah. I will say it was different this time because the last time most people were there early. So pretty well on between the 830 to 930 Last time they mark. were. At, yeah. When the it was first time when okay. it was FEM. A lot of women came between the 830 and 930 mark. And then this time people didn't really start showing up until 930 10 10 30 it was definitely things were pushed back a bit later and i'm not entirely sure what that was about if it was because there were other things going on just different people different lives whatever um if or if it was you know maybe i don't know It, it was really interesting that it was a bit slower for people to kind of start coming in and getting there to, to socialize. So last time where things were kind of winding down at that, you know, one thirty, two o'clock mark, it's still at 3 a.m., still kicking people out, yeah, you know, which is, yeah. which is fun because at least you're there and you're enjoying yourself and taking advantage exactly. of it. Exactly. So that's cool. Yeah. So was there a big footprint of people from the trans, women from the trans community? There were two women from the trans community. Right. And so I think that's the same as last time. There, there was at least one last at the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there was a second one at the first one, actually, now that I think about it. But yeah, so there were two women from the trans community there this time. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was, it was great. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that they feel like they can come and, and be included. And, and I know that some people may expect that and some people may not. But either way, it does open up that conversation and exposure. And, you know, they're women. They, they need a place to play and explore as well, yeah. just like any of the rest of us. Yeah. And then I do actually, I'm really glad that that they felt comfortable to, enough to come. Cool. That's good. Yeah. Did I mean, were they, because I'm, I'm sure people would ask this, mm-hmm. were they treated differently? Were they, I mean, does anybody even notice? Overall, I would say that no, they weren't treated any differently. I know that, I think both of them came with friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know in the first femme party, the the trans woman at that party, she came with friends. So they had, you know, support there already and, and people that they knew. Because some women that come to Femme come on their own. Yeah. Some come together with friends. The first time there at the at, when it was Femme, there were more women that came on their own and a few that came gotcha. as pairs. Okay. But this time I felt like there were more people that came together that knew each other. And maybe it's that safety net of you're walking into an unknown environment and, and at least you know somebody and you've got somebody to talk to. Because it's safe, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. um, it would be hard to walk into something like that on your own, no matter what, I think. But yeah, so I, I don't think that they were necessarily treated any differently. And also not any different than the ones, there were several women there with strap-ons. I think I saw three strap-ons that night, easily. 
uh, which is also really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> you do the little fist thing. I know. Because yeah. it's, it's, I love it. I love strap I mean, everybody knows I love strap-ons. Yes, it's um, true. But yeah, and, and one of the, I will say that one of the strap-ons that one of the ladies had, it was incredibly realistic looking. Like you... For anybody who was just kind of glancing over, you would not have been able to tell the difference. That's awesome. Did you feel it? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, no, I I only saw it when it was mid-play, and then I was distracted, and you know, I never really had a chance to come back to <laughs> Mama it. Mama got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will say that later on in the evening, when I was back downstairs, uh, so there were two women there that were associated with Skirt Club, and one of them got very drunk over the course of the evening and she was very loud and in my mind she was kind of intrusive into situations that she didn't necessarily need to be in mm-hmm. um but she made a comment downstairs quite loudly that she didn't expect to see so many penises there that night clearly not differentiating between strap-ons and whatever and it doesn't matter if you're yeah yeah it, that's a whole nother rant we can go down <laughs> But it was just, and, and I think that one of the, the trans women did take that personally because, I mean, it wasn't said to her, right. but you're with an earshot. And yeah. if you're already sensitive about... How am I going to be accepted? Yeah. How am I going to be expe- ex- accepted by <laughs> these people and in, and in this different environment? And, and so I think, um, I do know that someone told me later, they saw her sitting kind of by herself and, you know maybe starting down that, that path in your yeah. head. And, and they did go up and talk to her and, and kind of help to bring her out of that and to help her to understand that this wasn't necessarily directed at you. There, you know, there's a lot of strap-ons around. It doesn't matter. And, um, and, and it was just, yeah, I think it was just that, I don't, I don't know. Like, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah you don't, yeah. If it, you don't... Because it was, the, I think it was the way in which she said it. it was just in that loud, boisterous, drunk, whatever, and almost in a negative kind of, I can't believe this kind of yeah. way. Well, we all know and, those people who whenever well, – I, I was going to say whenever they get drunk, but realistically, whenever they speak, uh, they, they don't say anything positive. And mm-hmm. even when they say something positive, it's in a negative way. Yeah. Um, and I, I imagine this is the same type of person that when you tell them, oh, I'm going to go on a diet and I'm going to try to lose weight, they go, oh, you know losing weight is so hard. Yeah. It's so hard to keep weight off. Yeah. It's just like, you know, you're not helping. You're, you're not, mm. you make, you're not making this, this world a better place. No. So, yeah. And well, I mean, judging from the way that you had reviewed Skirt Club in the past, it doesn't no. surprise me. So. Yeah. And I will say that one of the other things that I was very happy that someone spoke up and said this because we were up in the orgy room playing and that lady was up there. She was spreading lube everywhere. She had some <laughs> caramel lube, something, you know, Ugh. everywhere. Then she went up to one of the other ladies who was clearly in play with someone else. You know, it was the two of them were playing and did not look like they were open to others joining in. And she was, she went up to one of them and was like, you need lube. And again, this whole handful and almost was so close to to touching the one girl. And she was like, you do not touch me with that. You do not have consent for that. And I was like, good on you. (laughs) It's great. Yeah. But it was just, it was just that mentality. And, And I don't, I don't know how much of it is was hurt and how much was just that drunkenness, but it, it's like you, you clearly just need to take a step back and, and learn about consent and what's okay and what's not okay and and just, I don't know, yeah. Yeah. I, I, at that point, I was like, I don't want to be around her. Like, put me in a space where she's not. <laughs> like, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, so, I mean, and again, it's... It, there was one person there, and but I think a lot of people took notice of her because she was so loud. 
which is a little unfortunate, but yeah, you know, it's how it goes. It yeah, happens you, everywhere. You though. Can't, I was gonna say it happens everywhere. You can't yeah. control the crowd. Yeah. So it's but. yeah, but yeah. Overall, I think it was it was really good. Like I said, I had a lot of fun, and the people I talked to, I know, had a lot of fun, and it was good to see uh, just all the different styles of play and see the cross getting used, and yeah, it was. I enjoyed it. I look forward to the next one. I love that little sparkle in your eyes. We'll have to to see when the next one's going to get scheduled for. But well, I know we had uh, a date with somebody that you had met from there. Yes, right? we did. Yeah, we ended up with a two and a half, three hour lunch date. Yeah, uh, with her. So that yeah. was yeah because I really liked her. Yeah, yeah. She's smart and fun to talk to. And I would agree with both of those. Very pretty. Yes, I would agree with that as yeah. well. <laughs> so yeah. oh yeah, cool. Uh, yeah. So what else do we have going on? What else have we had going on? Uh let's see check your little list over there i know i was gonna say we've had a number of dates lately including and this goes back to something that we've mentioned this must be like months for bringing people from the way back back because i know a couple months ago we kind of reconnected with a couple from a year year and a half ago yes and then recently we had another date with a couple from probably a year ago or so Yes. Um, and they were, they're one of those couples that we put in that, that upper echelon, like too pretty category. Like we're not good enough for you. Yes. I do remember that. Yeah. And so we, we kind of put them in that category. And, and so, you know, a year goes by and we don't hear much from them and we don't think much about it. Cause you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. We're not, we're not their type. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's fine. Wah, wah. Um, but you know, life happens. Things, it's schedules are tough. Our schedules are tough. Their schedules are tough. And we, Managed to, we randomly ran into them at a Rule 34. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I've kind of restarted that that conversation and connection and had a date with them. That was fun. It was pants on. It was pants on. That's okay. I still look forward to a pants off, <laughs> potentially. <laughs> we'll see what That's happens. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Because they are both hot. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it helped. I think what spurned them on yeah. was our Rule 34 performance. Uh-huh. And what was that? Tell people. So, yeah, I guess we haven't talked about that. So we recently did. So the the theme that last month was Heavy Petting Zoo. And uh, so we started, we decided we were going to do a an open mouth, which is not a, a not really a planned skit it's or, or performance. It's just kind of an impromptu. Usually it's just somebody gets up there and, and does open mic kind of jokes or tell a story, tell a, story yeah. a sexy story or something like that. Well... We wanted to try something a little different for us, mm-hmm. and so we were going to have Angela read something while I performed oral sex on her on stage. That's right. We have now done a sex act on stage in front of people. So we ended up having her read The Very Hungry Caterpillar, the mm-hmm. classic children's book. And I came, she start, gets on stage, sits down with her microphone and the book, yes. and she's wearing a skirt. And then I, as she's reading it, I'm walking through the audience wearing a bright green blazer. And, and I had little pa- uh, uh, pipe cleaner antenna. antenna. Mm-hmm. And I was eating an apple because I was a very hungry caterpillar. Mm-hmm. And when I saw her, I tossed the apple away, jumped up on stage, got on my knees, took my jacket off, and then proceeded to eat my way through <laughs> the rest of the book. The rest of the book. <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah, so that was uh, that was awesome. Yeah. I think that went over really well. We've had a number of people say that was their favorite performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I will say that I wish that book was a little bit longer. <laughs> I might have needed a, a second reading through just to make sure. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. it, it was awesome. It went over really well. Uh, so, yeah, that was our very hungry caterpillar. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> was exciting. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, so that was a good date with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next party that I remember it, that we had, had kind of done was we went to uh, the, the ladies' night. I think it's called Jessica's, Jessica's Men. Yeah. Uh, so Jess of Lawrence and Jess, she was hosting a party at Our Secret Spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the way this one runs is the first two hours are ladies only, but they have topless waiters roaming around, handing out drinks and whatnot. And then at 10 o'clock, men can come in too. So the partners or whatever yeah. can come in too. But the topless waiters, they the guys get to stay and play. So right. they're... Um, they're the single men. And during the first couple of hours, uh, they've got the topless waiters. I think there's like a, a strip show or some kind of a show, something like that. Um, that's typically what it's been in the past. Admittedly, this time I did not go for the first two hours because yeah. we had a we were meeting up with another couple beforehand and timing just didn't allow. So we the four of us ended up going in closer to, to 10 o'clock, maybe yeah. a little bit after, right around so there. So we had yeah, a quick date with them mm-hmm. and, and some drinks and dinner and whatnot. So we get to the club, and it it goes. It's one of those things that, and different strokes for different folks. But for me, it's tough getting to the club after a party has already been well. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. going on so you know the the women in this case and the single guys have been priming themselves for two hours they've been drinking they've had the excitement that sexual energy just the conversation with other people they've been in that big party environment this for quite a while two hours is a long time yeah Uh, you're right it's that's a long time Mm. and so we get there and I'm not immediately sexually charged. You're emotionally on a different level. Yeah. Than, yeah. And so you come in at a di- completely different level. And, and you see that with the male partners as well, though. Yes. they're coming in on a different level than their female partners are. And look, it's, it's, it's funny. It, for me, and again, this is a your mileage may vary. That party doesn't work. I remember coming in the first time that they had it, you went to it. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting there and you were like, all right, let's play, let's play, let's play. And I'm like, I just walked in. I need... Yeah. You know, give me a minute. I want to grab a drink. I want to sit down. I want to chat with people. I'm not there to just jump in and let's just fuck. Yeah. And so, you know, it just doesn't work for me. But so we got there and uh, I think we were there for maybe 30 minutes and then dressed down. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's just, I don't know. And that was weird as well to me because, I mean, while I'm one of the first to dress down usually, (laughs) uh, it was, you know, 30 minutes, we had just gotten in, dropped our stuff off, gotten a drink, started talking to people. 
But because a lot of people had already been there for several hours, at that point, two, two and a half hours, and they were dressed down, going to the spa, walking around their towels, et cetera, et cetera, it, you know, the evening was well underway. And I guess maybe this is why we like to get to the club early, so that yeah. we're kind of in that mindset and you're in that vibe, as opposed to coming in and other people are already you know, at an eight and you're down here at a four trying to work your way up. And yeah, so I think for me getting dressed down so quickly was, I feel like I need to try and get to that level. So it was to help me mentally try and get up there. And honestly, for me, it's a lot easier if I'm there early and, and moving ahead, it's a lot easier for me to slow down and wait for Mm-hmm. somebody I'm interested in to catch up than it is for me to try to rush and catch up, the catch up. if somebody, yeah. you know, if maybe they don't want to slow down. So I'm trying to catch up to them. So I don't know. So we, uh, we dressed down, we had a couple of drinks and I was just, I think I was not in a good headspace just from dealing with the, some of those single guys dealing with foolish people. Like I'm, any, any constant listener knows that I like rules. Rules are important <laughs> and they make us feel safe. That's what they're meant to do. And if you think a rule is stupid, that's fine. But if it's a venue's rule, you follow the fucking rule. So, so many people were taking drinks upstairs. So many of these uh, young bucks were walking around without anything on. Mm-hmm. Um, one guy was wearing just his hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but both upstairs and downstairs. And the rules in the club are very clear, and everybody's told the rules. You don't dr- take drinks upstairs. Yeah. If you're upstairs, you're not fully clothed. If you're downstairs, you're not fully naked. You can wear a Even towel. Even just a towel. Yeah, or, a towel's yeah. enough, but have some yeah. decorum. Um, and the number of guys I saw walking around naked, the number of, like, we went upstairs to the, to the orgy room just to look. Yeah, we were taking a wander around to see what play spaces were like, sort of scoping out to see if there was a place where we could play. Um, But yeah, we went up to the orgy room. It was packed full of people. We We couldn't get out of the little hallway to enter the orgy room. Yeah, so we were right in the doorway to the orgy room. We couldn't get into it. And a guy comes up behind Bradford. And number one, he starts pushing at me. And I'm like, look, again, use your words. Say, excuse me. Say, pardon me. Don't fucking touch me. Like, you don't have consent <laughs> to touch me. Don't touch me. Um, and I turn around, and the dude's got him and his wife partner, female partner, behind him. They both have their glasses. Mm-hmm. And he's in a fucking suit. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's fully dressed, head to toe, suit. Dude. Yeah. Full drink in his hand. So I look at him, and I make my small frame as large as it can be. I puff my little <laughs> chest out like I'm a toad. You're channeling Lawrence. Yeah, I'm channeling Lawrence. <laughs> I'm acting like a toad. Not that Lawrence is a toad, but... <laughs> I think everybody gets what I mean, um, but I'm puffing my chest out, and he's like, and I, he just kind of looks at me, and I went, no drinks upstairs, and he looks at me like, I'm sorry, what? Like, I slapped him, and I went, you're not allowed to have drinks up here, mate, and he goes, oh, and it, then, like, we just sort of stand there for a second, and then finally he turns around and looks at his wife, partner, and says, oh, we're not allowed to have drinks up here, and they start going down the stairs, and perfect timing one of the ladies who works the club saw them walking down the stairs and she goes oh no drinks upstairs he goes yeah heard <laughs> like that's right <laughs> so i beat my chest uh-huh and like said I'm, see i know the rules yeah <laughs> and then i said it's crowded up here let's get down let's yeah. go downstairs yeah 
Yeah, we couldn't even get into the orgy room. No, it was crazy. So, which is great because that's oh, often. Yeah. Usually we're part of that. <laughs> I know. It was really weird yeah. not to be part of that. It's like, yeah, but it, it was, it's good to see, you know, I just, I love to see that kind of energy and that kind of play in there. So we, we watched for a minute or two and then because we were scoping out space, we were like, well, let's go to the other side and see what's going on over there. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is interesting just to watch people on, because it was a busy night and the busy nights you get. A mixture of people, especially new people, old people, you know, not old people, but people that have been before. Um, but it, it is interesting to see that mixture and, and how many people really do actually listen and pay attention to the rules when they're on the tours. It just kills me. It's not difficult. <laughs> no. And I, I've told Lawrence this a number of times. Um, he doesn't listen to me, which is fine. But if it was me, I'd make people sign something. Mm. Like, you have to, you know, agree that you go to the saunas now that and every bar in Sydney... They take a picture of your, or yeah. every nightclub kind of bar, they take a picture of your license. Mm-hmm. I don't see any reason not to do that. Mm. You want to come in here? We got to prove that, you know, this is a safe space and that's how you create a safe space. Yeah. And also, if you take fucking drinks upstairs, I got your fucking license. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just, ugh, people. And every, all the gay saunas, they do it. They All of them take a picture of your, yeah. of your license. So, yeah, it's hmm. about creating a safe space. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, we did eventually find a place to play, and right. so we ended up. I think we were up in the shackle room, weren't we? We were because we went yeah. with the other couple we that we'd found gone ourselves with... in there a lot more recently. Yeah, yeah, because we'd gone with the other couple that we'd gone on a date with, and there was another couple that joined us up there as well. Yeah. Uh, it was the first time we'd met them. Yes, but they were really nice. They were they were fun. I liked them. Both. Yeah, and so I this... don't know if you saw. We got an email from them. I did. Okay, I responded. Okay, I was like, I didn't respond. <laughs> I saw it come through, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah I'll do that later, and then no, no, yeah. later never came. <laughs> Later, at least one came. of us did. Angela came twice, yeah. but later never came. <laughs> Poor later. <laughs> but yeah, we went to the shackle room though and played around up there for a bit, and that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, it, it took me a while to get into it, just because yeah. I was in that negative headspace of people are pissing me off. Mm-hmm. I just get angry, and and I think it did just start because you weren't at the same level as everyone. Yeah, I else. think that's, and then of course um, it's easier to see the problems. Yeah. When you're not at the same level as other yeah. people. Yeah. And I admit that. Yeah. But still, I don't want to go back to one of those parties. Yeah. I, was I gonna will say. say yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say. I will say. One thing that is very pop- positive about this was that I saw two trans ladies mm-hmm. and they were having a blast. Yeah. So I think that's fantastic. Like, again, it shows that, you know, the, the trans community is very welcome in the swinger community. Mm-hmm. So it was at least in, you know. At our secret spot. Yeah. I'm sure there are places where you don't feel welcome, but it's right. just kind of nice. Like, yeah. yeah. Again, yeah, makes just, me happy. just, we want to create, well, I say we, um, it's, Lawrence. It's the royal we. <laughs> yeah. We're I part say, of Lawrence La- now. Lawrence and Jess, and, and, and I guess because we are there all the time, like, I want that to be a yeah. safe, positive space, and I, because we want to feel safe in other spaces and to be accepted as well, and how can we do that if we aren't the same to everyone? And it's just yeah. be fucking nice people. It's that's not all hard. it comes down to. It's not difficult to be nice. <laughs> yeah. And that's what kills me is that. We're all ugh. people. Just be nice. That's right. Yeah. But I, I mean, overall, we had a good time that night. Yes. Um, but I would say that it's not the style of party we necessarily enjoy. Uh, we've been to that style of party there before. And, you know, Kind of felt the same way, but it doesn't happen often. So it's yeah. like, well, let's do it again and see. Because you never know. Yeah. Once or twice, you, you need a couple of times just to kind of really see. And yeah, I think at this point we can safely say that that's just but, not the style for us. It works for some people absolutely. and some couples. Different and strokes for different folks. That's great. Yeah. But 
Yeah. But not it's not my kind of party. No, no. I didn't like it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move on to some questions? Sure. Okay. I like questions. So we have a couple of questions that have come through. We'll see how many we have time to get through. Okie dokie. Um, actually, I think this one might be a good one. I was going to start with a different one, but I like this one considering what all we've just talked about. Uh, it was somebody was asking about finding your play groove and how do you find your play groove, especially if you're in a, a couple partnership relationship and how do you, should you be willing to move out of your comfort zone during play? And if so, how far, how far is too far? Oof. Like, how do you, how do you determine those, those boundaries and, and figure out what style of play you like? That's a lot and of I'm stuff gonna, to unpack. I know it is. And <laughs> I'm going to start with, and, and there's lots of ways to go about looking at this, but I'm going to start with one of the very basic ways. When we look at the swinger community, some swingers are looking for couples to play with. Some are looking for a single female. Some are looking for a single male. And then within all of those different groups, and then some people want gangbangs and orgies and group play and, I mean, just all different kinds of stuff. So, yeah, how do you start to figure out where you want to go? And then even within that, you know, do you do the slow play? Do you, are you a one and done? And it just, you know, foreplay, not foreplay. Yeah. 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 And, And again, if you're looking to push out of your comfort zone, how far is too far? Do you want to start with this one? Wow. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Um, so I would say, look, let's let's start with some of these. Like, And I'm going to start, I think, from the back and move forward, which is I think one of the last things you asked was um, should I, how far should I push myself during play? Mm-hmm. So I think that's, a, that's an excellent question. And I always think that we should constantly be pushing ourselves and we should constantly be testing our own limits. But we can do that without testing our partner's limits. So I think personally, and I think you and I did this in the beginning a lot more than we do now, and it's just that we've so experienced we don't need to as much, but maybe still we should, which is we talk about going into it. What are we not going to do? Because mm-hmm. we often going into it, we talk about what we hope to do. But let's talk about what our our limits are. And mm. we have those hard limits and soft limits. And the soft limits are the ones that we are willing in a certain situation to break. Mm-hmm. But a hard limit would be like, you know, playing without a condom, playing mm-hmm. without protection. So we're not going to break that. And that, you know, going into a play situation with your partner, making sure that you know and they know what those hard limits are. And you're not going to break those. But maybe have a few soft limits that should something come up, yeah, I might want to try this out. I might want to push a boundary. Um and and I do think that pushing boundaries, you know, we always say that we've got our little comfort zones and outside of the comfort zone is where the magic happens. And that's the truth. You, If you only try the same things over and over and over again, mm-hmm. it starts to become mundane and, and not exciting anymore. And in order to keep it exciting, you should constantly be kind of reaching out there and trying to push yourself and trying something different, knowing that if you do something different, it's not going to change who you are fundamentally. You do it. You decide you don't like it, you never do it again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see what's so complicated about that. There's very few things that you can do in a swingers community or in a swing party or, or a sex club or whatever you want to call it that changes who you are fundamentally as a human being. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I would, I would say that to start with. is. I would also say that if you're pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone, 
a, a, and this might sound weird, but a comfortable amount to push yourself outside of your comfort zone is something that you've been thinking about or you've been talking about with your partner, potentially exploring, potentially doing something a little more, as opposed to in the heat of the moment, coming up with something way far out of left field that you've yeah. never even talked about, you've never even communicated to your partner that, hey, I might be interested in that. Maybe you didn't even know. That's not really the time to do something like that. You need time to digest it to kind of, I think anyway, I think you need time to digest it to kind of mull it over. Think about how it's going to look, how it's going to shape up. Is your partner involved? Are they not involved? And talk about it with them. So I would say that if you're going to ease out of your comfort zone, rather than taking big, huge leaps and bounds and just, just jumping into some other planet that you've never even talked about or thought about, just kind of, you know, maybe if there's a fantasy or something that you've thought, maybe I want to try this. In our case, maybe we've had some people like, I want to try by play. Great. Yeah. You know, and then that's easy. You know, find a couple that you're comfortable with and then do that. Um, but yeah, I would say if you're going to push outside of your comfort zone, especially if you're in a couple relationship, just I would say make it something that you've at least discussed with your partner or communicated that you're maybe interested in. Yeah, because it's one of those things you don't want to go from from. Or, or I guess straight to uh, receiving anal. Mm. I mean, like if you've, ne- especially if you've never done it before, mm. you know, male or female, doesn't matter. Uh, you know, if you've never done it before, you don't want to jump straight to that. Mm-mm. And that's that's something that you want to at least discuss with your partner. Let's try a little bit at home again, see what it's like, see what it feels yeah. like. Um, yeah. So I would say that. Yeah. Was there other part? There was other parts of that question. Um. Just finding your play groove and, and how right. do you, yeah. So finding your play groove. I think that's, mm. you know, I think if you're listening to this podcast, you're already on your way. Listening to different podcasts, because all of the podcasters out there have completely similar and completely different sort of uh, ways to go about it. You know, I think it's it's kind of funny the way we all, it, we're all basically religion. You know, it's like, they're all basically the same, but each one has its own little niche parts that are completely different from the others. Uh, hopefully we all don't say, well, those people are wrong. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, it is very much a, your, you know, your experience is going to be different. So find somebody uh, that is similar to what you think your experience might be. And then maybe try to emulate them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not much different than finding a movie critic that you sort of align with. Mm-hmm. So... Finding your play groove, you know, you want to make sure that it's similar to your partner's play groove as well. But, yeah, it it can be difficult. But I think finding that play groove should be fun. It should be enjoyable. So you read the blogs, you listen to the podcasts, you watch the YouTube videos, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I also think it's a a bit of exploring to find that play groove. Because, like you said, you talk to your partner and, and figure out what you think you might enjoy. Try it. If you think that you may want a couple or a single, then go out on some dates and try that. If you don't think that going out on dates and maybe doing the online thing is going to work for you, go to clubs instead. If you get to a club and you end up in a playroom with somebody and you're going down the path of a certain play style, and then you're kind of like, "Mm, I'm not really enjoying this, then are you enjoying it enough to continue? Or are you just going to say, no, I'm not really enjoying this and I'm going to excuse myself and, and leave the situation? Um... And there will be some trial and error. I mean, we're never going to get it right on the first time. We still don't always get it right. No, it's true. <laughs> and so you just, but that's kind of the fun is to explore and to say that I really enjoyed this or maybe this facet of play. I may not have enjoyed the entire experience, but I really liked this particular moment or this this time that this happened. Um, and then, you know, maybe incorporate that at other times and other situations. But And then you learn what you don't like as well. 
So I, it's a it's a hard thing to do, and you're not going to get it right straight out of the gate. But just try different things and explore, and and enjoy the exploring, even if it's a maybe a not as good of a good yeah. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Maybe if it's not as good of an experience, but again, that's still learning. You still learn what you like and what you don't like, and then that can help shape future interactions. Knowledge is power. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and don't expect it to be perfect the first time. Yeah. You know, I think that's the same problem as, and we were talking about this just earlier tonight, the, mm. like the movie The Notebook. It, it sets up an unrealistic expectation. Don't listen to podcasts and hear all the positive stories that we all have and then set up an unrealistic expectation that every experience is going to be like that. Because yeah. we all have these fuck-up moments where we either don't communicate as well as we should or could with our partners, with other couples with other people and you know those little things can be you know uh, potholes and i would also say to keep an open mind about experiences and what may happen because you may hopefully have talked to your partner before you go out as to what you expect or want from the evening maybe what you don't want from the evening or don't want to do and whether it is a, a date with another couple or with a single person or going to a club you do have some preconception as to how the evening is going to go. But I would say keep an open mind because that's not always going to be how it goes. If you're meeting up with another couple, let's say, out for, for drinks or whatever, if they're in a different headspace or if they're in a different place at the moment, even if you've talked about playing or a particular scenario happening, that still may or may not happen. And, right. it, and even if it does happen, it may not play out exactly as you've imagined it. So keep an open mind and, and be willing to go with the flow a little bit and adjust depending on how the situation changes. And if you're going to a swingers club, keep in mind that you know the your experience is going to be shaped by who's there. If there's a theme night, how involved you are, how involved others are, the style of play that's going on around you. Everything and just kind of be open and, and willing to adjust depending on, on what the situation entails. Because you may say, I want X from tonight or I don't want Y, but then you get there and X isn't a possibility. So maybe we need to go for Z or Z, <laughs> depending on where you're from. <laughs> Z or Z. I love it. But uh, yeah, so I would say don't don't be too rigid in thinking that, that this is what has to happen at this moment exactly like this. Yeah. You're not reading from a script. Yeah, and that that used to be a problem that I always had was yeah. as soon as things deviated from the script that was in my head, I started to shut down, uh, both verbally, emotionally. I was just, I would just shut down, and yeah. so you'd be like, "Well, we're fa- I'm failing, so we got it." And I'm a lot better at improv now. Yeah, you are. <laughs> that's what classes are for. That's right. <laughs> and and that's actually a good point. Is that improv has helped not just. In other areas, but even in your personal private life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You just learn to deal with things as they come. Yeah. I think improv was such a great thing for me mm. uh, to, to learn to deal with whatever just was thrown at you. Take things as they come. Yeah. Like, all right. Yes, yeah. and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do we have time for another question? We or? do. We have time for one more question. Okay. Um, I feel like this one's going to be a long-winded answer, so let's go for this one, which is a bit... Slightly different topic-wise, um, but also very important. It's uh, somebody who is asking, who is forgotten about in country towns and small areas? And it's the whole taboo of being a, a bisexual or a swinger or something outside of the norm in these small little areas. And how do you how do you handle that? And, and you know, because it's very easy 
that you're not acknowledged and people don't want to see that. Yeah. That's tough. I, mean, I know. The, the, the sad truth of that, both of us having grown up in very small towns, is one of two things happens. Either you get ostracized by your entire community because you're different and nobody wants to deal with different. So the best way to deal with it is to put it in a box and send it on the edge of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you become sort of the the spotlight effect where everybody wants to talk to you. And it's usually a combination of the two. You've got the people that want to avoid you completely and the people that won't shut up about it when, mm-hmm. when they see you in town and want to know everything about it. So, Or there's a third option. You completely hide it from everyone and then you feel bad because you don't feel like you're true to yourself and, and to those around you. I think it's important to have a community, whether it is a real face-to-face local community or if it's in, I think with the, with the online communities that we have now, RHP is a good example where they have all the the forums and the chat rooms and the places that people who are out in the middle of nowhere can at least connect to somebody yeah. and, and feel like they're not alone. And then also to try to make those points where you can. We've got friends who uh, who live out in, in Dubbo or, or in that area, Orange, Mudgee, these, which are... If you're not around from, if you're not familiar with Australia, it is the quintessential small town and it's a five hour drive from Sydney. Yeah. So, you know, it's way the fuck out there. And so, you know, you've got these, you've got these communities where people are, are so far away, but they still try to make a, a a strong effort to come into the city Mm -hmm. occasionally. Every other month, every three months, they yeah. make a weekend out of it. Yeah, and, it, and and like you said, they have the online community, and so there is a bit of support there in just being able to to reach out and talk to people and have that social interaction, even if it's not a face-to-face interaction. And then every now and again, it's it's an effort, yes, but to be able to go and actually be in the same space as people that are like-minded. And it may be they, they're coming in for an event. Yeah. It may be that they're if they're swingers, they're just coming to the club, uh, you know, different, depending on what's happening in the in the area or if there's different parties going on in the Sydney area. Um, and we know folks in the States that are like that as well because it's, it's a little bit harder to find in some parts of the U.S. especially. Yeah. You know, and there are other things, you know, you don't have to drive five hours. You don't have to go to a major metropolitan area. No. So... Again, taking, for example, the folks that live five hours away, there are sex stores that are close to them. Uh, Flirt is is the one out here that's sort of a regional uh, mm-hmm. uh, adult shop. And they run classes out of those adult shops. So, you know, drive an yeah. hour, maybe an hour and a half, go to the class together, and then go home. So you don't have to it, – it's all about finding a community in which you can go and – either learn something or communicate with people or talk to people uh, about that, that are sort of like-minded or are curious as well. Yeah. So it's not easy. No, it does make it a little bit more difficult. And I think you have to put forth a lot more effort yeah. to be part of a community. And I can see where it would be really easy to kind of get down and, and depressed and just be like, well, I'm just not going to bother anymore because it's too much work. But don't goes in the do too that. hard basket. Yeah, but but yeah, don't do that because you you need to nurture that side of yourself. You need to be true to yourself and and to tell yourself that yes, it is valid. And it again, it might just take a little more work depending on where you are. Yeah, but yeah, you are valid. All right, so there you go. If you're a in the rural community, 
best place you can do is look, I think personally is look online again, listen to podcasts, find blogs. Yeah. Especially for, for that constant kind of communication. Yeah. Again, you know, you can maybe occasionally go in to a, an area where they, there is a meetup group yeah. or a club or something, depending on what your interest is. But, you know, but you, you want something more frequent than that. And I can understand. And Absolutely. I think the online community is a great way to do mm-hmm. that. I think it's important just for you to know that you're not alone. Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right. Well, let's wrap this mother up. All right. Uh, if you have your own questions that you'd like answered uh, or comments or rude remarks, I like rude remarks, uh, feel free to email us, theatomsoflove at gmail.com, or you can follow us and message us on Twitter, uh, on Instagram, and on uh, the Facebooks. We are at By the By Podcast on mm-hmm. all three of those things. Yes. I recently learned how to do uh, Instagram stories. Thank you, Jess, from... Our secret spot. She taught me how to do an, a story. Yeah, so look forward to more stories. I know. I'm not going to be able to shut up now on Instagram. <laughs> uh, a huge shout out to uh, C&D from Swinging Down Under. We went to their wedding uh, yes. day before yesterday. It was this past Saturday. It was an amazing wedding. It was sweet. It was uh, the, the officiant at the wedding was fucking hilarious. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely hilarious. A lot of uh, nods to the lifestyle in his uh, in their service. It was exactly what I wanted. It's exactly what a swinger wedding should be. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, uh, really loved it. The reception was great. There was dancing. There was C and I did a whole little skit to the song, the Grease remix. Yes, uh, we that was fun. That I liked watching. We, Everybody we were, did. We were both a little bit drunk, and I think both of us realized at the exact same time two things: one, that we were the only ones on the dance floor, and two, that. Everybody was watching us, and half the people had cameras out videoing us. Yeah. So that's going to go viral. It was really good, actually. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, it was fun. She goes, I can't dance. And she can. She lies. Yeah, she can. So, see, you you can dance. But it was such a great... Yeah. It was so much fun. And a huge congratulations to both of you. Yeah. It's, you guys are wonderful yeah. human beings. You're pillars of the community. And uh, we can't wait to see you again in three weeks. Yeah. And hey, four weeks. Maybe a month. It's, like it's, it's, it's not long. It's not long. Yeah. It's, it's soon. Uh, right around the corner. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And also, we, we may have fucked in the bathroom. But we weren't the only ones. Nope. I know there was one other couple. I think there may have been two other couples. Uh-huh. So, there you go. That bathroom got a lot of use. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you very much to C&D at Swinging Down Under. Follow them on, uh, everywhere at Swinging Down Under. Okay. Uh, so also, uh, if you'd like to help us out and you want some cum rags that are, that are, uh, got our, our stuffs on it, we, uh, have a Patreon page. It's, uh, patreon.com slash by the by podcast, or you can search by the by podcast. Thank you to all of our followers so far. Uh, it's kind of awesome. Yeah. Mm. Uh, next month, I think is when our first round of the cum rags go out. So, so that's kind of awesome. Uh, we just got a fucking huge shipment of of uh, hoodies, mm-hmm. jumpers, if you're from Australia. Uh, <laughs> so kind of excited for that. I'm going to figure out how I can give those away. And yeah, that's, uh, I think that's everything. Yeah. Get in touch with us. We love to hear from you. Yeah, please. All right. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm. 